You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Today's guest is Gabriella Lane Avery. She's a content strategist and creative director who helps brands build communities online with content. Kickstarting her career as a contributing editor for fashion and lifestyle magazines, Gabriella brings a unique editorial style approach to storytelling on social media that she's used to lead the content strategies of leading online communities, including PR Girl Manifesto, Epic Fab Girl, and PR Couture. Known for her coining the term sustainable social media. Her life's purpose is to help visionary and creative business owners who want to change the world of work smarter and not harder to create strategic content that sells their brand stories in style on social media. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Decoded. And I am so excited today because we have a special guest. We are talking with Gabriella Lane Avery, and I am excited because we are talking about how to create an easy content workflow. And this is a subject and a topic that I believe is not talked about a lot. People really may not understand how to create a content workflow that's easy for them, that's repeatable. So Gabriella, welcome. So excited to have you on the show today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It's really an honor. I'm so excited for us to nerd out about this. <laughs> yeah. So can you just tell the listeners just a little bit more about you and your background when it comes to content marketing? Absolutely. So my name is Gabby. I am a content marketing strategist. I've been doing social media marketing for about eight years. Um, I started off with my degree in English, felt very unprepared for the real world, and then ended up going to grad school to pursue strategic PR. Um, so ever since then, eight years ago, I worked at a couple of marketing agencies, had a little dabble in fashion, and now I have been doing content marketing for um, service-based businesses and online communities for the past years with my agency. So, Yes, I love content. I love all things content. So I'm definitely excited to get into today. And like you said, geek out because it's like, we love this social media stuff. So I know listeners may be like, oh my goodness, we, but we, you know, on the social media decoded podcast, we go deep when it comes to content. We go deep when it comes to social media. So let's get into the first question, which is, what is a content workflow? Because we need to break that down. Many may not even know what a content workflow is and what should be involved in that. Yes. Okay. So a content workflow is essentially a step-by-step process. It's breaking down the process of ideation to creation of your content um, into micro tasks that you kind of spread over time. That's how I like to define it. Um, so I think a lot of the time when it comes to social media and content, it's kind of thought of as a very monolithic thing, right? You sit down for a couple of hours in front of your computer, you bang out, you batch out a bunch of content, and a workflow is really dissecting that and giving yourself enough time to go from strategy to actually being creative and making your content unique and then actually making sure that you're scheduling it out ahead of time so you're always ahead of your content instead of reacting constantly and feeling like you have to rush to post last minute. (laughs) 
I'm definitely glad that you said reactive. And I want to just talk about that for a minute because I feel like a lot of businesses may be reactive when it comes to social media and creating content while we should be proactive and planning. So can you talk about the benefits of having a workflow and why that you won't be reactive if you have a workflow? Yeah, so I feel like a big thing that we miss um, on social media a lot is that content needs to have a purpose. And I feel like we have gotten into this space of focusing so much on awareness and being heard and not enough on like once you're heard, what is it that you have to say and how is it supporting your business goals? So I think that definitely one of the great benefits of having a workflow is that you're giving your content intention, right? You're looking at what your goals are in your business, how you can translate that into your content, and then creating a sustainable way to produce that content consistently rather than just looking at the latest trend or looking at what everyone else is doing and trying to keep up with that. Because then you'll find that even when you get that awareness, it's not converting and then you don't know why. So I think that if I had to boil it down to any benefit, it's that. And I think it's also preventing overwhelm. Um, Again, of like trying to get it all done at one time, you're really giving yourself time to like come up for air, step away, come back so that it doesn't feel as overwhelming. No. And overwhelm, I think, is something that a lot of business owners face. It's like, oh, all this content, oh, all these things. But like you said, if you have a process, if you have a system, when you think of those ideas and have an actual plan, I'm glad you said like actual purpose for the content, because sometimes I just see people posting things and I'm like, that didn't really have an intention to it, did it? But you wanted to have an intention. Yeah. Yeah. So have an intention to the content. So I yes. want to talk about some benefits of having um, a content workflow. I know we said that time saving is one of them, but what are some other benefits that business owners may not realize? Hey, I need to have a content workflow because it's going to help me with X, Y, and Z. Yeah. So I think that one of the greatest benefits of a workflow is that it really helps you to skip a lot of the, the thought process behind content, right? Um, from thinking about like, when am I going to like plan this out? When am I going to create it? Or how am I going to make this unique? How am I going to really distinguish myself? I think with a workflow, you give yourself equal time, at least what I like to do throughout the month to really think about each step of your process in depth um, without being overwhelmed, without feeling like you don't know what to post. Um, it really just gives you like a, a really strong foundation that you can just rinse and repeat over and over again. So it helps you to skip a lot of the little minute distractions that makes content feel like this whole monster that we have to constantly focus on. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a monster. It can be easy. It can be an easy thing if you have a plan. I think we keep coming back to it's just about having a plan. It's just about really understanding, too, what works best for your business, because one way may work for my business. I may batch my content and do everything, you know, in two days. It may take you three days. But again, having a workflow, having a system in place is definitely going to help you feel like content is less cumbersome because again I know that people are like oh I have to film these 20 reels today and put it together and do all these things but again just having those systems in place I think that's very very important 
I love what you said about like the fact that it's different for everyone, right? Because there's some people who might be like, okay, I'm going to make all my content for the month in this period of time and then batch it out and not think about it. There's other people who are like, okay, on Sunday before every week, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to make this content plan, and I'm just going to do things, space it out over time. So it really is no one-size-fits-all approach. It really depends on your schedule, your capacity, um, how many people you have supporting you. It can look like anything. But I think that your point is so strong of like, it doesn't have to look like anyone else's. It really is what works for you. Yes. Do what works for you. And that's in everything. Because, of course, people, you may see somebody that's been doing it for 10 years. You may not be able to do that. So we have to make it realistic. And that's why we didn't even talk about goals. But that's why you have to set those goals and they have to be realistic. But you guys know we have a smart goals episode right here on the social media decoded podcast. And you can definitely check that out all about smart goals and why they should be realistic. So I want to talk about some examples of a content workflow. Maybe you've created it for a client. Maybe it's something that's work that has been able to be repeated. Can you explain um, a really good content workflow that you've seen? Yeah. So I think there's, to me, there's kind of two categories of workflows. There's one that's like the actual like planning process. And then there's one that's actually for how, like the type of content you're going to create at what time of the month. So when it comes to planning, what I like to do over a month is, this is my example for that I do with my clients. The first week of the month is focused on analyzing what happened the previous month. Like what was the content that really helped us to gain traction, to reach our like key performance indicators or our goals, just a fancy way of saying goals. And then from that, applying that to making the content plan. So the first week is kind of just looking like, what are the important dates that are coming up that I need to know about, whether it's launch dates or social media holidays or whatever? Um, what are topics that I want to talk about related to those things? And when am I posting what? So like that's my first week is kind of focusing on that. Then the second week and third week for me is like content creation, right? So there's a day that I do graphics, there's a day that I do copy, there's a day that I do video bashing or tell my clients to do that. So it's not all doing it at once. It's really separating each part of the process out so that I'm not doing it all at the same time. Because I find that my brain, when it's in the creative design mode, it's definitely not in the copywriting mode. It's definitely not in the, I want to be on camera mode. So I really try to like separate those things so I can mentally prepare myself. And then I have a time for like scheduling the content out. So that's like the planning workflow. And then when I think when it comes to the workflow of actually what you post, I love to pick a content pillar for each day. So it's like Monday, this is the content pillar. This is always going to be the content pillar. And maybe it's always going to be a feed post or it's always going to be a tweet or it's always going to be a reel and just kind of pick that for each day of the week. What's the content pillar? What's the medium? What's the platform? And it's literally the same week after week after week. So it's like, it sounds redundant, right? It sounds like it'll get boring, but it's really just like a direction. That can mean a, your content can still be a million different things, but it will be organized where you don't have to think, what do I have to post about? It's like, I know I have to post about uh, marketing tips today. What marketing tip do I want to give? Right. And that's where you get to be creative. Um, So I feel like when you have those two workflows together, like a a planning workflow and um, a creation workflow, like a scheduling workflow together, it's like, it's been magic for me because I just have to kind of fill in the remaining blanks at that point. 
No, that was perfect. And I love the way that you explain it because it's like planning and implementation. Like it has to go together. Yeah. It's like it it has yeah. to do that. So, and you said something about content pillars and so many people pl- explain content pillars like so many different ways. But can we touch on content pillars just for a quick minute? Yes. The way I explain content pillars is, okay, my brand is Michelle Thames. I talk about social media. Now that can mean a lot of things, right? I could talk about a lot of things with social media, but I tend to keep it really niche focused in what I talk about. I'm an influencer, so people know that I'm an influencer. I talk about influencer marketing, but I also talk about social media strategy like as a bigger overarching topic because I feel like there's not a lot of people that, well, when I first started to talk about this, wasn't really talking about the strategies on how you like do all of these things on social media. So then I could break that down. It could be Instagram. Um, it could be I'm talking about Clubhouse or I'm talking about Twitter. Can you just explain about like how you teach your clients how to utilize content pillars when thinking about content workflows? Yeah, I think the way you explained it is beautifully. It's like if I had to boil it down to the simplest definition, it's a set of categories that you can put your content into, like buckets, where it's like, for you, it's like influencer marketing, social media strategy, and maybe something else. For for me, it's like sustainability. It's like behind the scenes of what I'm working on. It's like business ownership as a woman of color. It's just like categories that your content can fall into. So there's always this theme and you could just talk about any touch point within that. So just like you said, with like influencer marketing, if that's one of your content pillars, you could talk about, you know, how to know like payment structures as an influencer. Like you could talk about so many things within that. Um, and another thing that I love to do with some of my clients is make each content pillar associated to um, a goal. So maybe there's one content pillar and that goal is like to drive connection. And there's another content pillar and the goal is to educate. And there's another content pillar and the goal is to convert people. So um, I think that's kind of how you boil it down. It's like, what are you, what is this category about? And what do you typically want people to do with the content you're giving them in that category? Yes, I love the way you broke that down because it's like, let's get these content pillars together. You don't have to be all over the place. Three to five, do not have like seven to 10 to confuse your audience. We want to be really niche in what we talk about because if you're not, you're not going to attract the right clients and customers via your content because the content, what we're talking about is what is going to attract those people to you. But if you don't even have the content together, you're not going to be able to even think about this workflow. So I'm glad that you talked about that. those for content pillars. Um, I also want to talk about some do's and don'ts when it comes to creating and implementing content workflows, because I'm pretty sure you've worked with clients or you've like, oh, you know, this could have been done better. Or I've seen, you know, these things and these are, these are some things that are trending or that tend to work better. So can you explain some do's and don'ts when it comes to content workflows? I would say my biggest don't is to not try to do too much at once, not try to overwhelm yourself. Cause I feel like the overwhelm is usually the top reason why people just dip out and they're inconsistent. It's like, you really need to be realistic with yourself as to what you have the capacity for and really be honest about yourself about what periods of your month make sense for you to really be showing up for your brand and how in those times where it's not, you're you're creating content that still allows you to have some sort of presence. Um, I would also say, like, instead of trying to figure out how to use every, like, tool, for example, that Instagram has, like, 
dedicate them to a time, right? It's like maybe Monday's just stories. Maybe Wednesday is just alive. Maybe, you know, this day is a real. So it's like technically you're touching everything. You don't have to touch it all like in one literal day. <laughs> like, you know, I feel like that's a big misconception. Um, and I would also say to just not assume that someone else's workflow is going to work for you. Like I could tell you what I do, but even I don't always do that. It could change because life changes. So it's like you really have to figure out what works for you and be flexible. Like just understand that sometimes it's an ideal situation, but it's not going to be like the definite every time. Because sometimes life is just going to life. <laughs> And content just has to kind of fall within that flow. So those are like, I hope those were do's and don'ts. No, that was really good. And I, I, you say go with the flow. And sometimes you just have to go with the flow. Sometimes Instagram may not work as we see. Mm-hmm. It glitches and things mm-hmm. happen. So you have to have backup plans. But again, to, for any of this to work and for any of any of your pieces of content to be successful on social media, you want to have a plan. So you explained that so very well. And I thank you for that. So this has been like a really good episode. I'm so excited that you came on to the social media decoded podcast. I want to make sure that everyone can stay in touch with you because you have really good information. I know we met on Twitter. If you guys are not on Twitter, y'all know I'll be on Twitter and I'll be speaking my mind because this content is social media streets. It's definitely a struggle. So (laughs) come and follow me on Twitter if you want to hear my antics about social media and how we all need to get it together when it comes to really understanding it. So I will not be quiet until Mm -hmm. we all understand social media better. But that's why we're here and that's why we're on the podcast. So can you tell people where they can follow you about your business and what you have going on right now that they can check out? Yes, absolutely. So you can find me on, I'm an Instagram girl. So you can find me at Strut to Success on Instagram. Um, I'm also on Twitter, not as often, but you can find me there sometimes at that Gabby Strut. Um, and in terms of what's happening in my business, I recently released um, a deck of cards. It's called Content Cards. And it's a deck of 31 prompts to kind of help you to get your gears going when you're trying to plan out your content strategy. Um, So they're reusable. You can use them month after month. And there's also a a content bank that I have digitally that you can go to for like case studies across different industries for different prompts to even give you more ideas. So you can check those out on my Instagram page and on my website. And that's it. Yes, and all of that will be in the show notes, you guys. Reusable, hello. I was definitely yes. stalking your page. I definitely seen. I was like, oh, reusable, boy. Like people need this. Like people need content cards. If you need creative ideas, definitely check out Gabby. She is going to be your content guru. Okay, so <laughs> everything again will be in the show notes, and I'm excited about that. So again, Gabby, thank you so much for coming on today, and I hope that you guys got some gems out of today's episode. So make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thanks. If you got any gems out of today's episode, um, I think that, again, content is definitely something that is not going into anywhere. It is the fire to social media and you need it to do almost anything. So thank you so much, Gabby. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one. Peace.